0: Muller Time Podcast is sponsored by Diefendorf, the American watch company for people who do life differently. And depending on who you ask, possibly the official watch of the special counsel. <laughs> so, right. till proven otherwise, Diefendorf is the official watch of Robert Muller and the whole team. And we'll talk about that later. So, Paul Manafort, Michael Flynn, Michael Cohn, how are you feeling, sir?
1: Oh, hashtag Mueller Friday happened. I'm feeling good.
0: Now, some people also call it felony Friday, or as you said, sentencing memo Friday, <laughs> which doesn't have the same, quite the same uh, Hollywood ring to it, but that was pretty amazing. Yeah. So, should we, should we just run through what happened? Let's go for it, yes. Okay, so, uh, Paul Manafort, a memo was made public that he's a uh, basically a pathological liar who will be spending the rest of his life in prison. Pending other events, uh, at the same time, Michael Cohn's sentencing memo was released, saying he's uh, done a pretty good
1: job, but he's he'll still be going to jail. Yeah, he he got he didn't get anything really. He's going he's going to go away for a long period of time, and he still told Mueller everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of a mystery. They're saying like the the memo on Michael Cohn from the special counsel was very positive and said that he did a good job and told them a lot. Mm but the one from the Southern District of New York was like highly critical of him. So I guess the question is, and if you can tell me, seriously, I don't know, why didn't he help the Southern District? Well, well that, that's
1: what all the redactions are about, we have to assume. Um, probably he uh, he must have lied to them and they figured it out, but Mueller's the one who, um, you know, he really needed to tell all the truth to.
0: Right, why, this is the question, why would you tell the truth about the big stuff, the stuff that's affecting global the global order, but not tell the truth about smaller things. Well,
1: we don't necessarily know what he did and did not tell the truth over with um, with all the redactions.
0: That's that's a pretty fair point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right. Actually, no one knows. I heard them on TV saying no one knows what he did not tell the truth about. Mm-hmm. It sounds like SDNY asked him about other investigations that they're working on, I, I think, into Trump. And for whatever reason, he wasn't upfront about it. Maybe, who knows? Maybe it involves his family or... I, I also heard there's room. there's They said there's room for him to do better even now. Okay, I guess even after sentencing, he can still, they said, come clean. And that might have been a tactic to be a little aggressive on okay. their part. But I don't know. So what were your
1: thoughts on uh, Friday? Wow. Well, um, I took notice of just the various reactions in the Twitterverse. And at one point on Friday evening, I'm looking at my Twitter timeline, and there are two tweets lined up right next to each other. One from The New Yorker. And one from Michael J. Knowles of the Real Daily Wire, your favorite. And, well, one of my men, one of my may, many favorites on the right. So let me just read you the, the two different. This, the contrast of these two tweets. So the New Yorker was tweeting out a link to something on the New Yorker, and mm-hmm. it included uh, this uh, this text: A document filed by Special Counsel on Friday tells a damning story. Michael Cohen repeatedly lied on behalf of Trump to make money and develop political ties with the Kremlin. Mm-hmm. And then right next to it, Ben Shapiro's good soldier Michael J. Knowles. Some guy told Cohen that Trump and Putin should meet and Cohen blew him off after two years of investigations into Russian collusion. Is this really all they got?
0: I'm going to put out a jar here. Every time you mention those guys, you're going to put a dollar in the jar.
1: Yeah, no, this is th- that's why we're on here. You're not making me pay to talk about this. That's why I'm <laughs> low progressive, the lone progressive. I go through all the right-wing nutjobs. I go to their discuss commenting. I go on their Twitter. I'm the lone progressive over there in right-wing nutjob world.
0: Chris's goal is to elevate the careers of the most D-list Republican stars are you gonna
1: gonna (laughs) really keep going at me on that because I'm doing this every week talking about these nut jobs we got to know what they're doing to fight back no you're right you're right so no but my point being is on the right they're trying to say oh there's still no evidence and they're trying to blow it off. they're in serious denial and it's just it gets more beautiful week after week sentencing memo after sentencing memo
0: no you're right I wasn't even thinking about creating a, a, a Twitter account just like Trump it'll just be me retweeting various uh trump supporters mm. about maybe not even about what's going on now but i'm gonna go back two years
1: <laughs> and really
0: that's what's cool about twitter you can go deep and okay. really like blast some stuff out there
1: oh yeah hey i've got all my uh discussed commenting history from uh, the real daily wire and from truth revolt i can dig all that stuff up and tell you what they were saying back in 2014 yeah
0: you're chris is like a one-man internet research agency except for the <laughs> for america he <laughs> under various pseudonyms he's he's gone he, he goes there. Yeah. He goes there like some of our heroes, like Malcolm Nance. Mm. But but he's just more, he's even more covert. Oh, the, my...
1: the Muller Time pod uh, Twitter account retweeted something from, from Malcolm Nance today. Is that something we got on the agenda? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I did retweet Malcolm Nance. Yeah. Um, it was about possibly a um, an oh. affair between a pool boy and um, yep. Cohen family. Or no, Cohen got, oh, and the Jerry Falwell Jr.,
0: I'm gonna be bringing that up a little later. Yeah. that's a amazing article did you get a chance to I, read it? i
1: did and i, I have i i I had a little trouble connecting the dots
0: yeah. yeah i'm gonna i'm we're gonna i'm gonna bring that up okay. but that was uh that was pretty amazing
1: um
0: yeah so friday paul Manafort Michael Cohn, and uh prior to that, Mike Flynn, who I don't believe we got to and I believe in life you have to celebrate your successes, and I just want to take a moment. We haven't, I haven't actually played audio clips for a while. I want to take a moment to celebrate Mike Flynn with, with everybody here. Remember, and I know everybody knows this, but I'm going to say it again. Mike Flynn, the former head of the Defense Intelligence Agency, jumped on the Trump campaign, spoke at the Republican National Convention, and let a chant of lock her up about our candidate, the Democratic candidate. Lock her up. That's- where are you now, bud? Seriously, where is he?
1: Oh, Wait, who?
0: <laughs> no, I'm speaking figuratively. Where, where's Mike Flynn?
1: Well, he's not going to actually get locked up.
0: But you know what I mean. His life is over. Yeah. It's over. Mm-hmm. He's not, the only reason he's not locked up is because he gave them everything.
1: Singing like right. a bird. Yeah, that's right. Lock her up.
0: Actually, you got almost locked up. And the only reason you're not is because you're a cooperator, mm-hmm. or as they say, a rat. I'm gonna tell you what. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. You know, he was he was right about that. It actually is unbelievable.
1: Well, Manafort and, and Cohen, they're getting locked up.
0: You couldn't write that though. Oh, no. You could not write that that Mike Flynn speech. You you just you no, couldn't even make no. that up. It's unbelievable! Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough of that. <laughs> I just think in in a uh, the, the last hellscape that these last two years have been, we need to celebrate that. Oh, we do. Lock her
1: up. Well, uh, it's coming in January. Once that new uh, the new Congress gets sat, yeah. January third. Some some of our favorites are, they're not even hiding
0: it. I've seen both Eric Swalwell and Ted Lieu on TV being like, yeah, it's on.
1: Oh, yeah, and Ted Lieu on Twitter, too. He's just going after everybody on the right.
0: That guy is so funny. Mm. I mean, I, just even the way he talks on TV, I don't know if you've ever oh, noticed. Yeah,
1: he's on MSNBC all the time, yeah.
0: He always, when they when they introduce him, you know, this is Congressman Ted Lieu, he'll say, Th- thank you, Chris, and thank you for your question.
1: Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he he has, has this formal every way, week, every week.
0: and then he just goes, and then he'll just go off on it. Mm. Donald Trump uh, needs to be in prison. <laughs> like he
1: doesn't. Yeah, he he's he he doesn't really play politics, or he doesn't do the politician thing where he talks out of both sides of his mouth. He is uh, upfront about his opinion on what should happen with everybody in the Trump administration. We like that with our um, with Ted lu
0: One of Ted Lou's best moments was when he was questioning um, Jefferson Beauregard Sessions, <laughs> and that was the one I, where Sessions was just getting dragged for like hours, and you could tell he was all beat up from these questions. And then at one point someone just said something like light and then sessions laughed, everybody kind of laughed. And unfortunately, Ted Lou was up next. And as soon, <laughs> as soon as the laughter subsided, Ted Lou was like, "I'm glad you had a, a nice moment there." <laughs> like super sarcastic.
1: Wow, that that's some thrown
0: shade. It was super and that you could tell that the what do they call it, the it was like a balloon deflated. <laughs> and he was like, "Are are you feeling better? Do you feel good now?" Yeah. And I was that was great.
1: That was the uh, the same hearings when uh, Al Franken nailed Jeff Sessions on the Russia stuff, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Al Franken, who used to be a United States senator, mm-hmm. but now he's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time I think about that, or even though you just weren't even talking about that, I just think about Franken. Yeah. Ne- never got a chance to, never got a fair trial. Never, Not even a fair public trial. Mm-mm. Just nothing. No. But we got uh, Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh. Oh yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Why did Kavanaugh get to get to be on the Supreme Court, but Al Franken is now anonymous again?
1: It's okay if you are a Republican. Oh,
0: that's right. Thanks for thanks for reminding me about that. Speaking of which, uh, the Times dropped a bombshell on Trump and his hiring practices at what is it called, Bedminster?
1: Uh, yeah, that's the that's the one in Jersey, right?
0: That story should be. A Pulitzer winner, front page news. But because everything else.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Trump hires he hires undocumented immigrants. And not just that, this part got lost. They give them the papers, the fake papers. Yeah. That was that was in the bottom of the story. And they they interview I mean you read it. I did, yes. A brave woman who's was she was just so sickened that she's willing to give up her job and possibly living in this country. That was insane.
1: How do we know she's not a member of MS13? Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: No, she might I heard she was queuing on actually. <laughs> she's a she's a deep state operative. Mm. Yeah. So she she gives up everything just cuz she was so sickened. Trump has been doing that for a long time. You know, he got in trouble in the 80s for hiring illegal labor but they were Polish.
1: Yeah, and then he does that down at Mar-Lago a for all their seasonal hires every year. He he does not hire American workers. He gets uh, what's the The AB visa, there's some sort of uh, visa you can get to hire foreign workers. And apparently you can only use that, or you can only hire foreign workers under that visa if you're unable to hire American workers. And I find it really hard to believe that Trump can't find American workers for um, his Mar-a-Lago winter White House dump.
0: Yeah, that visa is abused by a lot of people. And I guess it's supposed to be that they're supposed to have some extraordinary skill that you couldn't
1: find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, really. They they yeah. there's some more extraordinarily extraordinary uh, housekeeping skill that right. they have down in uh, Florida for Mar-a-Lago.
0: Right. Yeah. So basically, Trump got exposed on that, and they are, they are making they were getting them illegal visas and fake paperwork and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, but that, I mean that's not front page. It was literally front page news that nobody cared about. As
0: I said when I posted that on on the Mueller Time page, that encompasses the entire Trump experience. Mm-hmm. A fraud like that article could just be in the dictionary, the Donald Trump presidency. You just put that up there. Like even not even just the Russia's thing, the art of the fraud, everything that this man did is was a fraud. Mm -hmm. And that's the
1: everything, literally everything.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing article. Yeah. I don't remember who wrote it, but my, my, I take my hat off to them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We had that retweeted on the, or reposted on the Facebook Mueller time podcast page, I think. Yeah. Yes.
0: I try to put up four or five, like, good posts a day, mm. you know, because I don't want to waste anyone's time, but some, you know, I get busy sometimes.
1: Um, well, you know, we get lots of reactions on our Facebook posts, so, yeah, we should put more than four or five. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. telling us to put less. Well, you you
0: have, you have equal I, access. I got
1: access. I put a few up once in a while, yeah.
0: You and I have equal, equal access to, to the page. Yeah. Usually, I plug that stuff at the end, but since it's right in the middle, it's the Mullertime time Facebook page okay. <laughs> and, and Muller time pod on Twitter and on Instagram now.
1: Yes, we are on Instagram now, aren't we?
0: Yeah. I converted it to a business account. So it says podcast now.
1: Instagram is the one social network I've resisted. I don't have Instagram on my phone.
0: I have probably mentioned this, but Instagram is actually my favorite social network mm-hmm. just for my, pro- like, I, I just like it's photos because it's photos. You don't get people just being like, like people, Mm-hmm. Because it's a photo, yeah. So it's really nice. It's like landscapes.
1: Yeah, I've kind of gone um, political silent on my personal Facebook page, and I've been keeping the political stuff on my Twitter because I get into trouble when I do it on Facebook.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a little tired on Facebook. Just I, it's, it's it becomes work, mm. and you know the people a little more. So it's like, oh, really? Like now I have to talk to like my. <laughs> it's like some like old woman who kno- who like barely knows your brother. Yeah, and then all of a sudden. She's getting mad at you, and you're like, "I don't have,
1: <laughs> like, I don't have time for this." Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know too many people personally on my Twitter account, so yeah.
0: And now, like, Facebook, which I guess is like one of the most evil things ever. Mm-hmm. Now they're saying it was used in France on that, that that this big protest they
1: have going on. Russia was involved in that, of course. Wow. Who else? Oh, okay. Um. Side note about some Facebook lameness. I have a Facebook friend who um posted earlier today about being sexually assaulted at a nightclub. And uh, I'm not going to say her name. I'm not going to say exactly the incident. But she was sexually assaulted at a nightclub. And she wrote about it on Twitter and said something about wanting to kick the guy in the balls. Later this afternoon, I get on Facebook and I see another post from her saying how her post about being sexually assaulted was against Facebook's community guidelines. And she had to delete it. Jesus, are you serious? No, I'm very serious. That happened on Facebook today with a Facebook friend of mine. Someone must
0: have complained because they don't their algorithm wouldn't have caught that.
1: Yeah, well, they, look, she did threaten violence against uh, a man. And that was the problem. She threatened violence against a man that sexually assaulted her. Wow. And threatening violence on Facebook is against their terms of service, against their community standards, so she got punished.
0: But you know, change. You know, but using it to, to <laughs> elect a fraudulent president.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, but don't threaten violence against someone who is a, um, a a sexual predator. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. That's yeah. that's fucked up. Yeah, it's totally screwed.
0: She should pursue that, or maybe write some bigger article. Mm. You know, just hold them hold them accountable. Yeah. So John Kelly is out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, and there's a tweet for everything on this one. Oh, what, what's this one? Okay. Well, John Kelly, uh, chief of staff, is he's chief of staff number three, right? Is it? I Or he's gonna, uh, he was number two, and then the, whoever replaces him will be number three? You're probably right. Yeah. All okay. right. Well, Trump had a tweet back in 2014 uh, saying how terrible of a President Obama is because he's been through three chiefs of staff already. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah everybody had fun retweeting that one. There's a tweet for everything with Trump. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Kelly's out. <laughs> and he can't find a replacement. Yeah, Kelly, it's it's amazing though. You build a lifetime of building up a stellar reputation, destroyed in a year and a half, Mm -hmm. basically. Like that, that's like a unique skill, as Rick Wilson says, ETTD. Everything Trump touches dies. John Kelly, a fucking general. That's it. Yeah, he'll walk through the streets for the rest of his life, and you know some Trump supporters will praise him, but everyone else is just gonna. The best he can hope for is a look of disgust. And then they'll walk the other way. Mm-hmm. The worst will be endless physical. Um, well, hopefully not physical, because I don't endorse that. But you know, you know, what I mean, confrontations.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Don't do that, because we might get kicked off Facebook.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But that's it. Just uh, that's like Trump is like he is a genius at one thing: ruining people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely ruining that. That's
1: unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, he like I said a moment ago, uh, Trump is having trouble finding a replacement. Who Who wants that job now? I mean, at worst, you're going to end up in jail. At best, you're never going to work again anywhere. Right, so
0: Nick Ayers was the, not to make a pun, but he was supposed to be the heir to the throne.
1: Now, wait, is, was that Pence's uh, guy?
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, the guy who like, kind of looks like Trump. when he was <laughs> Okay. So I guess Nick Ayers is like the smartest guy in the White House because he was like, yeah, I'm good. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, talk, talk, about, <laughs> talk about a smart decision. Yeah, you know, that's, kinda, that's usually the promotion mm-hmm. you don't turn down how you who white house chief of staff that's a it's a massive dream job for anybody in politics sure no one wants it right now
0: right yeah they're going to be like recruiting off craigslist or something no he's staying with pence a while back the white house actually had to have a job fair that's true because they can't hire anything that was like a one day story <laughs> a fucking job fair that's amazing like one of those job fairs at like the ramada inn mm-hmm. or whatever
1: Oh, did you see the story going around this week about how all these uh, all the Trump supporters in DC can't get dates? All the single uh, like White House workers or any yeah, none of them can get dates. And so now there's some new Trump lovers dating website.
0: And it's funny cuz that's also on my list and I'm going to be I'm going to be bringing that up with you okay. in a bit. That's it's amazing you brought that up. Okay. Yeah, so Nick Ayers Nick Ayers is out. Mm. He's he's going back to Georgia. Like that song. Mm. Was that the devil went down to Georgia? Oh, he's not the devil, but yeah, he's one.
1: Oh, well, he's one of, he's yeah, one know, of the devil. Charlie Charlie Daniels is barely a step below Kid Rock and Ted Nugent, so yeah, okay, that's how yeah, it that works.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there's nobody to fill the job. Not that the, whoever's in that job was really ever doing anything, mm-hmm.
1: because they're not. Well, you can't. Yeah, right. You know, can you really the chief of staff? Can you really control Trump? Did you see the joke they did on a SNL Weekend Update last night about um, Kelly? No. It said uh, Kelly is leaving uh, for um, uh, to recover from surgery for having his palm removed from his uh, forehead. <laughs> um, Colin just delivered it much better than I did. That's why he's on uh, Weekend Update and I'm on Mullertime Time
0: podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, the narrative seemed to be... This guy wrote a great article on The Intercept, which the title, it's on the Muller Time Facebook page. John Kelly was... It's something effective. John Kelly was a bully a liar and a bigot. It's good he's gone. That was good because then the, the media presented a narrative that he was some kind of this hero. That was a false narrative.
1: Well, yeah. And when he was, when he brought in the, the story was he was going to control Trump and he was going to take away his Twitter account and stop him from rage tweeting at all hours of the night. Well, that didn't really happen. I uh, I guess maybe the best he did was get rid of uh, people like Michael Wolf who were hanging around writing uh, tell alls. Right, yeah. That, the John Kelly narrative is why
0: it's important to question everything you read.
1: Mm-hmm. Is John Kelly the reason um, Omarosa couldn't like walk in and tell Trump whatever she wanted to tell him at any moment it, n- that she felt like? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the best he did. He, g- he got rid of Omarosa. Is that his claim to fame in his uh, tenure as chief of staff?
0: Yeah, and on top of that, he was one of them. He's a fucking white supremacist. Mm-hmm. He was down with all that. He tried to smear that, that congresswoman. Remember that?
1: Mm, which the, one? What tell me?
0: The the woman who he he made up this fake story about this Congresswoman who who was anti-Trump. I don't remember her name right now. I think it might be well, I don't want to get it wrong, but she's down in Florida, uh, a black woman. And he made up this fake story that she had bashed law enforcement. They found the they found the speech, and he's a fucking liar. Wow. And then he got dragged over it because of that. And on top of that he was down with all the you know all the stuff, the border stuff. Mm-hmm. He's down with the kids and the babies in the jails.
1: Yeah, so yeah, he wasn't really the savior that's going to keep Trump uh, in, under control. No,
0: no. Mm-mm. He was just another one of them. Trump only hires the best. <laughs> yeah, but maybe at some point, Kelly, maybe before that he was a great man, but E.T.T.D. Mm-hmm. And now now that you know, it's over for him. Yeah. The Saudi hotel story in The Washington Post, which I know you read because that one was a blockbuster. But if anyone missed it, the Saudis
1: bought like five billion rooms for I mean, that's a crazy story. Well, that gets down, that comes back to the, moly, uh, the emoluments clause that comes back to Trump not giving up his personal businesses. Right. Yeah, they bought the influence.
0: Right. The Saudis bought 500. That, that was an amazing story because it was a two part story. The first part, which mostly what everyone heard, is that they bought 500 rooms to give Trump free money. That's the easy part. But did you see why and how they went about doing it?
1: Yeah, well, please enlighten us.
0: They bought the rooms and they filled them with military veterans.
1: Oh, that's right. I did read that part.
0: United States veterans to push a Saudi agenda. Are you fucking kidding me?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Have you ever even heard of something like that? Yeah. They put they put the veterans, they organized these junkets in the rooms. The point of it was to have these veterans
1: lobby our congressmen for for a Saudi for a Saudi agenda. Okay, so um the what veterans did they put in there? Were they flying veterans from all around the country? Hey, have a free vacation to D, to D C. Is that what was happening? That's exactly right. Wow. Yeah. Free free drinks. Look, who would turn stuff like that down? And maybe you don't know what it is. Well, you got to assume that the veterans that uh, were uh, being given these rooms, they weren't actually told what they were going to be lobbying for. No. Uh, but, you know, you, you, all they have to it was just like basically a timeshare. You get, you you know, we're going to give you this free vacation to, to D.C. They probably had some rooms set up then where they put all the veterans in together where they actually do the lobbying and that one person speaking. And see, look at all these veterans behind us that support this crazy Saudi agenda. Right. Yeah, they
0: kind of gave him a printout. It sounded like a couple guys got wise to it, and probably some others just turned a blind eye because, like, hey, I'm in a, you know, I'm in a super nice hotel room. I mean, it's just human nature when someone's giving you free shit.
1: Well, look, I, I came from the music business. That's how things worked in the music business. It should work that way. Well, maybe it should or shouldn't. But, you know, if it, if it means getting records played on the radio, fine, whatever. Right. But if it means that we're going to have a president that looks the other way when journalists are killed, we got a problem. The thing they were loving about, by the way, was that the Saudis,
0: the, the, this legislation is working its way through Congress about 9-11. 9-11 families want to sue the Saudis and the government for being, possibly being a part of it. And they're fighting that like crazy which really makes you wonder
1: if they they had, they got veterans to support that.
0: They got United States veterans. I mean, that is, that's like next level insane.
1: Yeah. Well, that gets back to the, how simple it is to brainwash the masses. Right. Yeah.
0: And like you said, in the music business or anything, that's just human nature. If someone comes up to any of us and is like, Hey, do you want to go to this awesome hotel and blah, you're going to, you're going to kind of clear your head a little bit. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, you know, like, you know, something's up, but, Hey, let's you know, fuck it. Let mm-hmm. me, s- and uh, you could tell like a, c- a couple of the guys when they got there, they didn't feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the right thing to do would have been to fucking leave, but You got a free hotel room, man,
1: it's hard to leave a free hotel room,
0: <laughs> right, right. And you're there. I mean, what do you, you know, what if you don't have the money to go back? These yeah. guys paid for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know these these veterans' personal stories. That's just an amazing. Amazing story.
1: And now we have, because of all this, we have a president that looks the other way when Saudis do really dirty stuff.
0: And I was even wondering maybe was the point just to give Trump money? And maybe the other thing, it's like money laundering. Maybe they didn't even care about.
1: Well, maybe it's not. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it is to give Trump. They could have used any hotel in D.C. Yeah. 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 No, they used a particular hotel that Trump profits off of. That's the whole point because Trump doesn't care about anyone other than the people that he does business with.
0: They asked the guy who was like the lobbying guy, who's like the middleman. They asked him why he picked the Trump Hotel. He's like the him just trying to lie about it was just funny. They gave us the best rate. They had rooms. It was like, dude, you don't have to do. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> you could just be honest like mm-hmm. Trump the Trump's still the president. You can just be honest and you're nothing's going to happen to you now. Yeah. How is that by the way? I know that lobbying because of our free speech laws is legal. But what I want to know is why is it legal to? They masked who they were to those veterans. That should not be legal. No, like I, Congress needs. That's a great law that you could pass. You're allowed to lobby, but you need to be upfront about who you're representing.
1: Well, I, I believe there are laws that say that. You're probably you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they, yeah, No one follows laws anymore. Yeah, I mean, but are do they have teeth? Are they enforced? How do you enforce it? Yeah. Diefendorf Watch is our sponsor.
0: They, yeah, right. I'm, I'm
1: All right. Getting, should we pivot? To, like, let's, yeah, let's let's just pivot to that.
0: As Trump pivots, we pivot. Okay. Now, uh, Diefendorf is the American watch company for people who do life differently. Now, if you guys go to getagreatwatch.com, dot com, you get how much?
1: It's you get fifty dollars off
0: uh, with the code. These are incredible watches. I'm not going to give the code. I, oh. Lock him up.
1: Lock him up. Use the code lock him up. Get $50 off. Lock him up. com.
0: Right. Now, these are amazing watches. Uh, we I grew up with their founder. I've known him for a very long time. Uh, Diefendorf is named after, I believe it's his sixth great-grandfather who was a captain in the Revolutionary War, killed in combat. Uh, you know, the watches have an amazing, what he describes as a 1776 design. They glow in the dark. Water resistance to 330 feet.
1: Yeah, you can get in the shower with these if you want.
0: Right. These are these are high quality watches. So you know,
1: look, they're fancy. You're gonna get dressed up for a, a Christmas party or a holiday party. Excuse me. You're gonna want to wear a Diefendorf watch.
0: And they're assembled in the USA, unlike all that Trump stuff. So yeah, guys, uh, go to getagreatwatch.com, and you get you get fifty dollars off when you use the code. Lock him up. Yeah. And hey, let James know where you heard about it too. It's very important. Uh, he was, he was real pleased about last week. So we want to keep that going. All right. And by the way, one more thing to whichever one of you who entered the discount code in the search field, <laughs> come on guys, we got to do better for our sponsor.
1: <laughs> yeah. He told me about that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> come on. This ain't the, they're monitoring the, the the search engine. Okay.
0: This ain't, this ain't the Dan Bon Joino podcast. <laughs> come on guys. This is Mueller time. The discount code goes in the field. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. I laughed about that. Uh, Yeah, you brought up Jerry Falwell. Jerry Falwell Jr.,
1: yes. Mm Jr., excuse me. Um, Did you read that article? I did read that article. Um, We we should tell our listeners what exactly is happening here.
0: Long story short, Jerry Falwell Jr. at BuzzFeed News reported he's being sued uh, basically by these people who said that he stole their idea for this hotel and the concept. Okay, that's the story. Mm-hmm. But the lower, do you want to do the... Uh...
1: Well, um, there's something inferred here. And uh, I learned about all of this from a tweet today that the Muller Time Pod Twitter account retweeted from uh, our, one of our favorites, Malcolm Nance. Okay, cool. And um, so, yes, Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife went into business in Florida with someone who was like a pool boy. But then uh, they went into business over like a, 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 a hostel, for tourists, like a, a low-priced hotel in Florida, um, somehow fast forward to uh, December 2018, and Buzzfeed and someone on Twitter now think that Michael Cohen got involved because Michael Cohen somehow knew that Jerry Falwell and his j- Jr. and his wife were having a three-way with this pool boy. Michael Cohen found out, blackmailed him, and uh, blackmailed him into endorsing Trump in the 2016 campaign over Ted Cruz.
0: That's what was implied, but here, here's what is actually like is on paper. Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife bankrolled. This part is the true part that we know. Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife bankrolled a 21-year-old pool boy who worked at a hotel, gave him millions of dollars and put his dream into action.
1: Why? Why would you do that?
0: Right. So that part, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It's not who these people are. They're not going to sink millions of dollars into, again, a 21-year-old pool boy mm-hmm. that they have. They They didn't, grow up with this guy they're not friends with his parents yeah so you can't look at that and not just shake your head and then uh, how did michael cohen find out about that right and then the buzzfeed reports around the same time michael cohen started meeting with falwell about endorse, endorsing him and he definitely knew what was going on hmm. now i don't know if michael that is in michael cohen's playbook but as interesting as it is, I'm really more interested in why they bankrolled these kids.
1: Well, that's uh, that's what was inferred uh, from the retweet of Malcolm Nance. And I don't remember who exactly he was retweeting. It was not Malcolm Nance that was making the claim that Jerry Falwell, Falwell and his wife were having a tryst with the pool boy.
0: Right. The, but the he only, retweeted it. The only thing you know for sure is that it does not make
1: sense. No. Yeah, we're missing a big piece to this story. Why Jerry Falwell Jr. would do that. Well, uh, it was a big surprise back in 2016 when Jerry Falwell Jr. endorsed Trump over Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz has been courting that Liberty University. He goes speaks there every time, every chance he gets. And yeah, that is, if you're an evangelical Christian, that's your Harvard. That's your only choice, really. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And yeah, it made no sense for all of them to all of a sudden uh, support on Two Corinthians Trump, Maria Butina, and her lover. (laughs) <laughs>
0: remember who was it used to say that? Uh, oh, that's, that's how Trump talks. Oh anyway. yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, well, that's only for, um, Peter, for Strzok, Peter Strzok. Yeah. Hands.
0: Yeah. So Maria Bettina and Paul Erickson have been in the news. Mm. It looks like Maria Butina is going to plead guilty.
1: Yeah. And well, and then yeah, Erickson might get turned over as a spy,
0: right? The big news about Paul Erickson, who is a long time GOP operative and Maria Bettina's, um, whatever you want to call him
1: well her fake boyfriend yeah right yeah her
0: absolutely absolutely fake boyfriend
1: well look she was really great as at her job as a russian spy and she made an american politician believe that she was his girlfriend yeah that's what they're supposed to do she was really good at her job until she got caught
0: yeah paul erickson thought that she really liked him until he looked in himself one time in the mirror and was like wow (laughs) look at me and look at her there's something very wrong here.
1: Yeah, something didn't add up just like the Falwells and the pool boy.
0: <laughs> so, the, right. So Paul Erickson is like a long time, <laughs> something, I don't know, I'm not that smart here. I'm, I'm not Detective <laughs> Trump, but something is not right here. One of these things just doesn't belong, yeah. as, they, as they used to say. Yeah, Paul Erickson has received a target letter from the Department of Justice. The reason this is a big deal is that while there's all these characters mixed up in Trump, He's the first one, not even Paul Manafort, to get a target letter saying that they believe he's a spy. So again, to say that again, he's the first American in the Trump conspiracy to get a target letter saying, you are a spy.
1: Now, um, he's not necessarily a spy in the sense where he's having meetings with Putin's oligarchs or whatever, and then he's working as a spy. I think he's just become an unwitting one because he was a target. He was he's, He became an asset. Um, And he doesn't realize that he's become a spy, but that doesn't make a difference. You're a spy at that point.
0: Yeah. The the thing they've accused him of the code it's they call it espionage light, but basically it's, um, it's even more serious than like unregistered lobbying. I'm not sure if, if it specifies your, what you know to yourself, Mm. but like you said, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but I would be interested to know if he knew, I'm sure he knew exactly who he was working for. Mm. But is he on the Boutina level where an active spy? That I don't know. Yeah. It's it's hard to imagine that he didn't know um, sort of what was going on there. Remember Brian Binkowski?
1: No, who's that?
0: Exactly. Yeah. I, I, had, the, I had the same thought. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brian Binkowski is the Department of Justice Head of Criminal Investigations. He's the guy who worked at Alpha Bank. Okay. And Trump put him in as the head of investigations and everybody was pretty riled up, myself included. Like, why is this guy in there? He has no experience. Mm -hmm. Like, he's going to be another flunky like Whitaker. You're
1: saying he worked for Alpha Bank? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so they put him in there, even though he technically doesn't have anything to do with Mueller in there. Everyone still said this is bad.
1: Alpha Bank is not an American company, if I'm not mistaken, right?
0: Right. He was a lawyer for this shady bank that was doing traffic between uh, that one. Yeah.
1: So that was know, w- well, just to be clear, that is the bank server that was pinging the Trump Tower server? And Bingo. The, and isn't Alpha Bank in Russia? Correct, yeah. Okay. So he's an American lawyer working for Alpha Bank in America. So he would be privy to the knowledge of what might have been pinging back and forth between Trump Tower and Alpha Bank. And now you're saying that Trump has given him a gig? He was installed as the head of criminal investigations.
0: <laughs> this I know, You you can't make this shit up. No, you can't, can you? But check this out. Now it's come out that he's recused himself from anything with the Mueller probe. oh
1: that's Rachel reported this the on Friday night if I'm not mistaken, yeah
0: yes, she did mm-hmm. so that was not known so this guy took the gig. a lot of people like myself were not happy, but now he's recused
1: himself. That's good news. Trump does not like people when they recuse themselves, but again Jeff here, sessions is example number one.
0: I have to ask why did you take the gig? Mm-hmm. not this I asked the same question about Matt Whitaker. Matt Whitaker it was this big deal. I was out there protesting, and now I, you have. I'm not saying he's not a threat, but you've heard nothing. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? Did he recuse himself? The only reason that we found out this that this Benkowski guy did is because some group. I think they're called American Oversight. They got the uh, freedom of they freedom of information that. Yeah. Apparently, he did this a while ago. What's up with Matt Whitaker?
1: Yeah, we haven't heard news on him yet. That bald
0: motherfucker has been quiet
1: Mm -hmm. real quiet. Yeah. Ever since we found out about the, the, his special toilet for well-endowed men. Yeah. Yeah. He's been really quiet since that news broke. Yeah.
0: I'm sure he's got a great future ahead of him. (laughs) Going back to ripping off people or patenting inventions,
1: but really what's up with that guy?
0: I've, I I haven't heard anything. Um,
1: well, look, it's also the end of the year. We're not really going to hear much at all. Um, Oh, we're right before uh, I came uh, up to the studio, one of my favorite tweeters, tweeters, uh, Kyle Griffin from MSNBC, he tweeted that ominous warning: "There is nothing on Trump's Monday public schedule. Beware."
0: Except for one thing, I saw lunch with Pence. Oh, really? Okay, <laughs>
1: I didn't. I didn't look at the uh, the public pool schedule just, yet.
0: Just two white guys just having having lunch. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, look, he is the vice president. They're allowed to do that. You can't fault him for that. But, yeah, what are they going to be talking about? Trump just tried to poach his chief of staff, and, and he's, he got turned down.
0: <laughs> How funny was that on Saturday, though, when Trump was just bugging? Like, oh, starting yeah. from 4 a.m. Pacific? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's... it's. Well,
1: okay, well, then there was his his tweet of the week was, Hey, totally clear. On, fr- on, on Mueller Friday, he tweets... Totally clear. The president is totally cleared. What was his exact wording? I'm not remembering.
0: Yeah. The, the thing about, the, thing about the, um, the legal system is that he might probably not know about this, but actually saying you're innocent doesn't mean you're innocent.
1: <laughs> Otherwise, everyone in jail would be out of jail. Well, yeah, that's true. But then Trump has a different audience, though, because when he says it, he has his millions of people that believe him. And uh, his millions of people aren't going to actually read the, the the memos. They're not going to uh, watch anyone's take on it other than what Fox News tells them. So when Trump says, I'm totally clear, they take his word as gospel.
0: Andrew McCabe, there was a really interesting story on uh, CNN. It came out that, you know, Andy McCabe's been one of those six people that he just goes off on until mm-hmm. he got him fired from the FBI, <clears throat> who was the director, deputy director of the FBI. So as things are trickling out, we learn more. It turns out that Andrew McCabe opened a, a, a obstruction of justice inquiry into Trump after Comey was fired, but before Mueller came in. So that's what, one of the reasons he's been on that list. Oh, okay. We didn't know that. No. The, the timeline is a little rough. We knew that someone did that, but they never said it was him. It sounds like he was the engine behind that.
1: Well, But Trump obviously knew this whole time and that's why he goes extra hard on him.
0: Makes sense now. Okay, He picks these people out like Peter Stroke. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't fucking know anything. So if he's highlighting these people, someone's telling him, mm-hmm. hey, that was McCabe, okay. So that was on CNN mm-hmm. and that was very interesting.
1: Oh, did you see what happened at CNN during Don Lemon's show on Thursday night last week? Someone phoned in a bomb threat. Well, yeah, but did you see the timing of what happened before the bomb threat? There was a Trump tweet. I did see that. Uh, now, we don't know if these two are connected, but on Thursday evening, Trump tweets, fake news is the enemy of the people. And a short time later, a, now we don't know if they're related or not, there was a bomb threat at the CNN building in New York. The bomb threat came in while, while Don Lemon was live on air. They were on, at a commercial break. When they came out a commercial break, uh, CNN then started rerunning Anderson Cooper from earlier in the evening, and they were rerunning during primetime. They uh, 2 3 hour old uh, old programming until they got it set up so Don Lemon could Skype from the street in front of the building. So yeah, there was a it turned out to be a hoax. It's, but put two and two together. Trump tweets fake news enemy of the people, CNN gets a bomb threat.
0: This has been going on for 2 years. Mm-hmm. Trump the shooting in the newsroom in Virginia. That guy was a Trump supporter. Yeah. Uh the 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 nut mailing the bombs around. Absolutely. He absolutely has some kind of mind control over some of these people
1: he does that's why he can then go tweak oh totally
0: cleared or it, it's also maybe just creating a climate where these people it may not always be a, like a you know this happens then that happens, but he creates the climate mm-hmm. where things like that happen where Charlottesville happens, whatever you're absolutely right and CNN is really they've really taken the brunt of this yeah they're they're the most attacked. Mm-hmm. By Trump
1: yeah, well, uh, it's kind of puzzled me. Why does CNN get attacked by Trump and MSNBC really doesn't he he will put uh, out a little tweet here and there But he does not go at MSNBC the way that he goes at CNN and uh, MSNBC is far more critical of Trump. Than I think CNN I think is. I know why tell why tell me.
0: You know they say they have that saying about There's a little truth in everything or wherever like the, the point is CNN not they have great reporters. The ones you don't know their names, they're on the ground, but their prime time, you know, you you watch it. CNN is the is the prime time is the pro wrestling of news. They they pioneered it and they still do it, which is why I don't watch them. They put up, they hire all the Trump people who work for them, and they get everyone in a room and they start yelling at each other. There's something phony about that. That even Trump supporters see that and are like, this is bullshit. And I think that's why. They take the brunt of it. MSNBC is just like, hey, this is who we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's literally their slogan, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's been pointed out how Trump never tweets a mean thing about Putin. Well, he never tweets a mean thing about Rachel Maddow either. No, he never has. Uh, is he scared of Rachel?
0: It's possible, or he knows maybe his supporters just don't fucking care. Yeah.
1: I, I think there's something... Well, no, in- they would. If all of a sudden Trump decided, oh, I'm going to go target Dr. Rachel Maddow this week, well, yeah, she would be getting the same bomb threats. Could be, you know, but he doesn't do that. He, he he's scared of MSNBC.
0: Yeah, you, you you could be right. I think there's just something about CNN, though.
1: Well, yeah, you know you're right. They're they're the mainstream cable news network. They're the ones that are playing in the airport, not MSNBC.
0: I mean, I love Don Lemon, like as a commentator, but his show even does the same thing.
1: Well, look, I don't really watch much CNN. I am I'm, I'm shameless about how much MSNBC I watch. Now I have a Trump-like awesome DVR. I can record. Fox, CNN, MSNBC all day long. And I do every day of the week. At the end of the day, I end up deleting all that stuff. I only end up watching CNN if there's some crazy breaking news story. And I want to hear CNN's take. But for the most part, I don't watch Don Lemon or, or Anderson Cooper on a daily basis the way that I watch Chris Hayes and Rachel Maddow and Lawrence and Lawrence O'Donnell on a daily basis.
0: Right. I, I can't. The reason I can't watch CNN above anything is because they did hire so many people that work for Trump. Mm-hmm. And they're not up front about a, a, cr- a critical fact, those people cannot, they're not honest ar- uh, brokers because they've all signed NDAs that they can't say anything bad.
1: Yeah, that, that's true. That's, yeah, like uh, Corey Lewandowski's one. He got hired by CNN and I'm sure he had an NDA uh, about the Trump campaign. He couldn't talk about that. And yeah, so that's that's really breaking every journalism ethics. They don't disclose really. that to the yeah. audience. Mm-hmm. So
0: someone might tune in and and be fooled. That's not fair, Mm -hmm. and 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 none of the networks do that. Even MSNBC. If you have one of those people on, you need to open by saying, "This is so and so," Mm -hmm. and before we get started, he is unable to say anything bad about Trump. Mm -hmm. You know, and use your own words. Just
1: fold it. Yeah, you got to give out the full disclosures.
0: Or even better, don't fucking have them on. Yeah, because they're because they're wasting everyone's time. Mm -hmm. Okay, you brought up uh, writer dating. Okay, writer is the.
1: Oh, writer, yes, R I G H T E R, writer. writer. <laughs> right.
0: After the Mueller thing's over, I realized a lot of this show will be will be Republican grift. Okay. Because we'll never run out of that. They'll always be Republican grift. Mm-hmm. And writer, I don't want. I feel like I'm doing an ad for them right now.
1: Well, they don't um, actually exist yet. They're just a Twitter or an Instagram account right now. So right. They, they don't actually have the website you can go to and get a date with a a, a, a Trump-loving right-wing nut job. So the woman who founded it, because
0: I love, this is why I love Republican Griff so much. They always start with a lie. They don't even get to. So this woman opens, she says she founded her company and she made up a story. The story was that her her girlfriend, who's a conservative, who's beautiful, couldn't get a date. So as a man right away, any man will tell you, you know that's a lie.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no. If you're beautiful, no. Uh, a fucking man, even even a super liberal one, they're going to make an exception that might sound like messed up. It's just the truth. That's how, that's how not people, every
1: guy's going to do that. But yeah, yeah. a beautiful woman. Even if she's a Trump supporter in DC, you're going to find a date.
0: Right? Exactly. If, like I said, like if, just, you know, the shows, got okay, it.
1: but look, they're starting a dating website. They're not bound to the truth. They need a story. I'm going to give them a free pass on making up that story. That's, okay. So that's my opinion on that.
0: So the story's great. Okay. Now check out the app. <laughs> Um, th- there was only one thing I liked about this app that I thought was cool. They ban guys who don't pay for the first date.
1: Yeah, uh, there, there's a few funny things like that. Yes, that's one of them. Because
0: I agree with that. You should pay.
1: Okay, so how do they enforce that? So let's say let's say you and I are conservatives and we go sign up and um, we go on a, on a first date with some right-wing girl. Can, didn't say we made her pay for her movie ticket. Does she get to go back to Writer and bust us? They said if,
0: if three women report it, it's a three strike rule. Yeah. Oh, it's a th- Okay.
1: Yeah. Now, one of the other things that um, was in the story about Writer, and of course, I read about it first on my favorite right wing nutjob website that I have to put a dollar in the swear jar if I mention them <laughs> again. Um, that any liberals that try to sign up, they legally threaten them. And I don't understand how that works. So if you're a liberal and you try to sign up on Writer to be, have a, a dating account, they can sue you for what? Yeah, for it, what? I think
0: the only people getting sued are going to be them.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, really, what are the? What's the grounds that you will be have their lawyers come after you? I sued for being liberal on a dating website. That I think we have a, a, a constitutional amendment that supersedes that. I just think the premise itself is hilarious. Well, it's not the first time anyone's done it though, either, because when this story broke. Um, a, another older story from maybe last year about a, a right-wing dating website or a Trump supporters uh, dating website turned up, and the day after they got launched, they got hacked, and like all the subscribers' personal data was breached, like within one day.
0: I heard um heard Charlie Kirk, his data, uh, um some some escort site got hacked, and they said his email and stuff came. No, yeah,
1: Charlie Kirk of TP USA. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I didn't hear this one. How yeah. did I miss this story? That's, that's, that's my grounds on Twitter. I should know this stuff.
0: Yeah, no, I, I saw it on a fairly legit website. To, to be fair, it's very possible that some prankster <laughs> just plugged in Charlie Kirk's email. Okay. But it, you really, I don't know, wow. it sounded to me like...
1: that's the, Well, remember when the Ashley Madison hack happened and yeah. that's when we find out that Duggars aren't really the good Christians that they said they are?
0: I think Mr. Kirk was uh, pulling some, some some working girls back to his palatial estate owned we, by his we parents. We
1: saw Charlie Kirk running around Politicon, and here here's something that surprised me about Charlie Kirk. Um, wow, the dude's tall. He is like got to be six five. I was very surprised by his height. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Charlie Kirk. If you're not familiar, he runs a, a is it a it's a five hundred one c three tax exempt organization. I don't know exactly what they do other than push partisan politics. Even though they're a five hundred one c three, he's a front
0: man for the Russians and the Koch brothers, mm-hmm. yeah. basically. Yeah, basically, in my he, opinion,
1: he, he pushes all the um. The, the Trump propaganda on Twitter, and they are apparently a college campus uh, conservative student group. I do know that they have um, they'll get involved in campus uh, student council politics and try to get all their right wing nut jobs in, you know, to be their little college campus presidents. Yeah, he, he does all that, and they're at Politicon, and uh, TPUSA has a has their own conventions that they run. Yeah. But yeah, it's a grift for him to make money and not pay taxes on it and push partisan politics, even though. He's a five hundred one C three tax exempt organization.
0: So this, yeah. So this this writer dating, I'll be really, yeah, no. I know, right? It's a the premise is is fraudulent. That's what's so funny. Mm-hmm. That one that you can't get, that this beautiful woman couldn't get a date because she was a Trump supporter. That's not that didn't happen. Trust me. And on top of that, that people date based on political affiliation, which also
1: really like. I don't know about that. I mean, yeah, you want to have common interests. But I, you know what though? I I, I kind of have to agree with that. I mean, I'm not going to go out with some conservative right-wing nut job. Can't do it. Maybe not the second time, but you may not know the first time, right? Yeah, you come on, you know. The truth is like they've done you, st- Yeah, you for the most part, you could tell people's political opinions after talking to them for a short period of time, even if politics is not the subject.
0: Yeah, no, you you can. Yeah. But there's all there's all these famous couples that are you know, they have opposite views. James Carville, Mary Madeline.
1: Okay, now look, I have never been to Washington, D.C. I have to assume, though, when you go to D.C., there's going to be liberal bars and there's going to be conservative bars. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, again, maybe uh, drinking is not a requirement for dating. So maybe if, you know, you got to, there's, you know, you want to meet people at places other than
0: bars. I understand that. The other, uh, besides Ryder, there's, there's this thing called Patriot Mobile.
1: <laughs> What's that? I don't know that one.
0: It's. It's a Maga cell phone company. Okay. Yeah. Maga has their, I swear to God, Maga has their own cell phone.
1: Um, Why would they have to do that?
0: I went on the webpage before we did this broadcast, this show, this podcast, whatever you want to call it. And it says, are you tired of giving money to like liberal phone companies? Like,
1: Okay, but this Dude, is not like they're a, a proper phone company on their own. They're just sub-leasing like leasing service to one of these liberal phone companies or from one of these companies. I just
0: love that it's called Patriot Mobile. Like, every time you pick up the phone, you're, you're like, doing battle with... Oh,
1: but that, okay, that gets back to something unrelated or kind of related that has always bothered me. Why does the right think they own the word Patriot? You
0: know, we, we could do a whole other yeah, show. Yeah, that's,
1: that's an entire podcast.
0: We could really do a whole other show on that. You
1: and I, Eric, we're Patriots. We yeah. do this podcast. We're freaking patriots.
0: That's exactly literally why yeah. we started this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's literally the reason. Because mm-hmm. we're, we were sick of the things that are going on.
1: Yeah, but the MAGA world owns the word patriot now.
0: So if you want to follow us, we're on a, <laughs> we're on Facebook at Muller Time Podcast.
1: Uh, I'm on Facebook. And, uh, well, no, I'm on Twitter at, at Low Progressive. Muller
0: Time Pod on Twitter. My personal account is Eric Levay, E R I C L E V A I.
1: Yeah, stay uh, off my personal Facebook page. It got ugly. <laughs> uh,
0: and then there's also the Time Instagram. I want to thank Diefendorf, the, uh our sponsor. Get a great watch.com. $50 off with Lock Him Up. That's your discount code. So, look, we'll catch you guys next week.